Listen carefully. You're listening to the SE Insider Hit on the Bound Show. Fueled by Fleetway Market. Fuel up your car and cooler at Fleetway this football season. Let's go. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus studio, streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. This is the SEC Insider Hit, powered by the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino, PRRsports.com, to get your bets in. You got to go get the PRR Sports app, PRRsports.com. That way you can bet from anywhere on campus. You don't have to wait in those lines. You can get your... Game day bets and your win totals, college football and the NFL, PRRsports.com. We're going to go to the Yingling Lager guest line. Yingling Lager guest line. We're going to head over to Cincinnati, Ohio, pro football focus, PFF.com. And it is the man himself, Steve Palazzolo, on the Yingling Lager guest line. We're going to jump right into the action because somebody's got to have some action here. Jerry Jones has none. Steve, James Washington goes down. He's probably out for 10 to 12 weeks, it looks like. What is what is going on in Dallas? How, is it the worst receiving core in the league? Talk to me, Steve. you got, you got to get, get me off the ledge. No, it's not even close to the worst receiving core in the league because you do at least have to add in Dalton Schultz at tight end and everything. So it's not the worst, uh, but you clearly see a receiving core that had incredible depth over the last couple of years. You know, they were they were legitimately three deep with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. You saw Cedric Wilson emerge last year as, you know, a, a very good wide receiver three once Michael Gallup went down. And now Amari Cooper's out, Cedric Wilson's out. You know, one of the guys they bring in to replace him, James Washington, hurt. So, yeah, I think that just the depth is really being challenged uh, in Dallas. The big guy, Simi Fahoku, might be a sleeper still big guy with with good athleticism but they're really relying on cd lamb and michael gallup even though gallup banged up too and they need a you know a rookie jalen tolbert to hang to to step up they need a, a one or two other receivers to step up because the depth is absolutely being challenged right now all right steve well then if you're jerry jones if you're the general manager of the cowboys are you going to get a veteran receiver and who would that be if you are going to get someone I will say I don't I don't know off the top of my head who might be available, but I, I will say I think receivers across the league, you're starting to see there's a, there's a lot of them. And even though teams do want to roll three and four deep, there's a lot of receivers I think that, that might be on the market at the end of training camp because, because there's been an influx of pretty good receivers from college football over the last couple of years. I think you might see a veteran or two available after, after cut day, you know? So I, I think, have some patience, Blake. Have some patience. And you go get a nice, cheaper veteran receiver who could still be pretty good. I know it's not exciting, but after cut day, there could be some guys available because there's just a lot of receivers around the league right now. Steve, patience and Dallas Cowboys fandom don't go hand in hand. I don't know. You must be new to the NFL. Uh, that's that's not something I can handle. Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus on the Yingling Lager guest line talking NFL. Well, let's let's segue because this is a conversation that I love, and I think we have a lot of listeners who play fantasy football. It grows every year, um, and we don't quite get into this as much probably once we're in the season. We're talking so much game day stuff, but I want to talk fantasy football and some of the implications for guys around the league with some of the different moves. So let's stay with the Cowboys first 
If you're looking at the Cowboys and you're thinking, all right, fantasy football weapons, we know Dak Prescott's a weapon. CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, maybe Zeke and Tony Pollard. Do you, how do you feel about some of their top-end guys, where they fall in the fantasy football world? I know one of our guys uh, at PFF.com is already looking at C.D. Lamb as, you know, maybe a, he's a long shot, but, you know, one of those sleepers who could lead the league in receiving yards, you know, losing all of Amari Cooper's uh, touches and uh, some of the other injuries. I think C.D. Lamb is going to be fed early and often. So I think he has the potential to be one of those you know, true wide receiver ones from uh, both from an NFL standpoint and from a fantasy football standpoint. I think the, the running back situation is interesting because Tony Pollard is always productive, always every time you give him the ball, he's creating big plays, pass game, run game, but they still believe in Zeke. I just, I still think Zeke becomes, you know, is a guy that will see his volume. He'll see his touches in the red zone and everything. So I think both, I think both Cowboys are interesting from a fantasy standpoint because I'm always kind of waiting for Tony Pollard to steal more of the volume. And I think from a Zeke standpoint, he just, is so ingrained there that he'll probably get the opportunities. But, so I think both of them end up being uh, attractive options. And then Dalton Schultz, as I mentioned earlier, if all the receivers are hurt, Schultz has continued to get better. He was, um, I don't think he's a dynamic receiver, but he, he works the middle of the field well. I think Dak trusts him. So I think a lot of those targets are going to C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz, especially with all the injuries at receiver. Okay, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, on the Yingling Lager guest line. You can check out that work, PFF. Dot com. You got to get a subscription. If you play fantasy football, you got to have a subscription to PFF.com. Let me ask this next receiver just moved, and he's a Ole Miss guy, A.J. Brown, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Is he kind of the savior to Jalen Hurts' chances to be a starter when you have that type of dynamic playmaker? I think it always makes an offense better. What is A.J. Brown in Philadelphia, both from a on-field standpoint and a fantasy standpoint? I mean, on field, I think one of the stories of this offseason is the movement of these top wide receivers, right? Seeing Tyree Hill, seeing Devontae Adams, seeing A.J. Brown move to new teams, move to teams with lesser quarterbacks, and then seeing, okay, you know, how much does the does the the true alpha wide receiver move the needle for uh, quarterback production, for quarterback development? So, yeah, it's a huge year for Jalen Hurts because – now the, the Eagles have that wide receiver one. And I think maybe the biggest beneficiary is Devontae Smith, the wide receiver on the other side, last year's rookie, who was good as a rookie. But I don't know if he's ever going to be a, you know, carry the offense type of guy. But I think with A.J. Brown on one side, Devontae Smith could be special on the other side as a, as a number two. So I think A.J. Brown has massive impact on the Eagles offense. They're a run-first team that now can win through the air more efficiently. Um, it might not be great for AJ's production necessarily. I don't know that he's uh, really going to put up ridiculous numbers, but I think that entire offense gets better in Philadelphia. Devontae Smith might be the biggest beneficiary outside of Jalen Hurts, the quarterback. Yeah, Steve, 11 different receivers made a contract extension or got a new contract worth $20 million per year or more in this offseason, and that is a, I mean, we've never seen anything like that at the wide receiver market. So I want to stay on this train. You mentioned another guy who got paid and moved, Tyreek Hill, who I think every football fan and fantasy fan has come to know and love in Kansas City with that explosive offense, even pre-Mahomes, but certainly with Mahomes at the helm, it took it even another step. Tyreek Hill now in Miami with Tua Tungavaloa, 
not quite the same deep ball thrower. What is Tyreek Hill in fantasy, but also what do you expect from Miami and Tua in a make-or-break season, it feels like? Yeah, so I think I think Tyreek, from a fantasy standpoint, is definitely less attractive without Patrick Mahomes. There's there's no doubt about that. But you know, going going back to what's the impact on the offense? You know, how does everyone else benefit from a football standpoint? I can't wait to see this because Miami, you've got Tyreek Hill, you've got Jalen Waddle, who was compared to Tyreek Hill coming out. They are just pure burners. You know, even added in a Raheem Mostert, one of the fastest running backs in the league. So now Miami all of a sudden has. One of the fastest offenses in the league, Mike Kosecki, one of the fastest tight ends. But you also have Mike McDaniel coming over from San Francisco, who has done a great job. Kyle Shanahan's scheme, he was running the show last year, McDaniel. And they know how to get players in space. They know how to put speed players in space. So I think the Dolphins offense has a chance to be, you know, much better, much improved. Tyree Hill is the guy who was really dictating coverages against the Chiefs. I think he's such a special talent. I mean, he could be just a pure deep ball receiver. He could be a 130-catch slot receiver. Like Tyree Hill, could, he could be a gimmick player. He could do it all. I think they'll probably use him as a downfield threat and try to open everything else up. So, again, I don't know if Tyree Hill puts up ridiculous numbers in this offense necessarily, but I think he'll get his, I think he'll get his big plays. And I think he'll just open things up for the rest of the offense. And I can't wait to see how they deploy all of those weapons in Miami. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus Senior Analyst. Check out their work, pff.com. He is on the Yingling Lager guest line. Steve, let's go to another one of those receivers you mentioned. He's actually going to, well, I don't know if he's actually going to suit up tonight. I haven't looked at the injury reports or anything like that. But the Raiders play tonight in the first game of the season, the Hall of Fame game, Raiders and Jags. But the storyline to me coming out of Las Vegas, whether they play tonight or not, is what is Devontae Adams in the black and silver? What does Devontae Adams do for himself? Who He's been fantastic with Aaron Rodgers. But also, what does he do for Derek Carr, who is maybe at that last point of you need to show it or things could change in Las Vegas? What do you see from the Raiders this year? Man, I, so this is the one. I really think Derek Carr puts up huge numbers this year. And of, of all the receivers that moved, yes, Derek Carr's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt about it. But I think of all the receivers that moved, Devontae Adams has the best chance, I think, to match his production that he had previously. Just because 
he's got the history with Derek Carr, uh, going back to Fresno State. They had great chemistry there. But I also think Derek Carr is one of those guys that just kind of needs like a little nudge in the right direction. He needs a little bit of a confidence boost. And when he played, like when Derek Carr plays with confidence, he can play like a special quarterback. He can make those incredible downfield throws. You have to kind of pull the aggressiveness out of Derek Carr. And they kind of did it a couple of years ago when they drafted Henry Ruggs and added his speed to the offense and got Derek Carr throwing the ball down the field. So I honestly think we might be halfway through the season and Derek Carr is putting up MVP caliber numbers and people are saying, look, Derek Carr took a great step forward and he's doing special things. And it's like, yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams came in and probably uh, elevated Derek Carr statistically. And then you see the trickle down effect of Darren Waller, who's still one of the most uncoverable tight ends in the NFL, you know, a Hunter Renfro. So it's a nice group in Vegas for the Raiders. And I think Devontae Adams has a chance to make a massive impact. I think he'll get his numbers. And I really think Derek Carr is going to have a career year statistically. Even if he doesn't get better as a player, statistically, you're going to see, uh, you know, just an improvement with you know, having his old buddy there, Devontae Adams. All right. So, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, that Raiders offense. Can't forget Hunter Renfro, the, the glue piece over there in Oakland or in uh, Las Vegas, right? The, Devontae Adams oh, yeah. taking that step with the Raiders. I, I, I'm with you. I've been high on Derek Carr before and been fooled. So, I think this could be – an absolute awesome opportunity for Carr and Darren Waller, who I've been a big fan of on the fantasy side. Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus on the Yingling Lager guest line. Let's jump to another receiver that I think about didn't move, but it's a guy who we're very familiar with in Mississippi. DK Metcalf signs a monster deal to stay in Seattle with an offensive coach in Pete Carroll, who is, well, let's just say it, not offensive, right? It's been a, a lackluster offensive look, even with Russell Wilson at times. Now, no Russell Wilson. What did DK Metcalf get himself into signing this extension to stay in Seattle? Well, we'll see what happens this year with the quarterback situation. It seems like they really like Geno Smith and, uh, of course, brought in Drew Locke. But, you know, Geno Smith last year had those couple starts. They were up and down. He did have a, say, a nice game against the Jaguars where he found DK a couple times, and they, they, they had pretty good chemistry there. But, um, you know, it might be a different quarterback situation a year from now. Uh, but, look, DK still one of the guys that's, you know, the best deep threats in the NFL. I think the question is going to be without Russell Wilson there, right? I mean, that seems like just a perfect pairing, just like, just like Patrick Mahomes to Tyree Kill was a perfect pairing, right? A guy that could throw the ball as far as Mahomes and Tyree getting behind the defense. You have Russell Wilson with the best deep ball in the NFL to a guy that is so big and strong and fast like DK. Seems like this perfect pairing. So now you lose that. So from a production standpoint, yeah, I think DK probably takes a hit, even though, once again, just him, his presence on the field, what he does for everyone else, what he does for Tyler Lockett and opening things up, that still remains. So. DK Metcalf, yeah, we'll see. I, I really think it depends on what the quarterback situation looks like going forward in Seattle, but I definitely think Metcalf's production takes a bit of a hit this year with Geno Smith or Drew Locke under center. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus on the Yingling Lager guest line. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Let's jump to another receiver that we haven't maybe seen the best of yet because obviously you, know, you start as a rookie, it gets... There's the growing pains of that first year in the NFL, and of course, you also had a rookie quarterback, Elijah Moore in the Jets. I've heard big things out of camp. What do you see with Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore taking that next step in this Jets offense? 
Yeah, I like a lot of what Elijah Moore brings to the table. I thought he definitely, you know, he had his ups and downs last year as well. You know, you saw the flashes of the talent. You saw sometimes uh, the precision just wasn't there from a route running standpoint. I think the addition of Garrett Wilson, the number 10 overall pick for the Jets, just helps everybody. Once again, I mean, the theme is have a ton of receivers and everybody benefits. It's, you know, it helps the quarterback, helps, helps all of the receivers. It helps everybody. So, um, it, it puts a little bit less pressure on Corey Davis, who I don't think – I like Corey Davis as a number two. I didn't like him as a number one for the Jets. So, Corey Davis can slot in as a two. I think Elijah Moore can work out of the slot and move around a little bit. And even the tight ends that they added, uh, Tyler Conklin and the C.J. Ozama, really nice job by the Jets, at least attacking the wide receiver and tight end this offseason, even the last two offseasons, really. Um, trying to get more playmakers for Zach Wilson. He needs it. He needs to work quicker. He needs to – to go through his progressions faster and having more options, having guys who get open quickly helps that. So um, I think Elijah Moore definitely takes a step forward from a production standpoint and only benefits from all the moves that the Jets made this offseason. Okay, there you go. Another Ole Miss receiver uh, in the NFL. They've put a few of them in there lately, so we'll see how Elijah Moore and the Jets go. All right, we've been talking about receivers. I want to go to the opposite spectrum. A guy who lost his best two receivers – Aaron Rodgers, he's been in the news lately for a host of different things. He looked like Nicolas Cage uh, from the uh, Air, uh, Con Air movie uh, with the hair and the mustache. He also came out and said that he's drinking hallucinogenic teas in the offseason to help himself grow mentally and, and become a better quarterback. Um, all of that being said, he lost Devontae Adams. He loses his top two receiving options. That receiving core is now Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb maybe what what is Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career what will he be this year with you know such a big change around him offensively yeah it's a tough one I mean losing Devontae Adams is huge I've said chemistry a bunch on this call it's not just chemistry it was just they were they were just so good right I mean when Aaron Rodgers needed a third down conversion Devontae Adams was getting open he found him and again, the trickle down of not having that. So, you know, they've got a guy like Romeo Dubs, a fourth rounder out of Nevada, having a great training camp. But even if he's going to the Hall of Fame out of training camp, he's, uh, he's still a rookie mid rounder, you know. So, th- those are the types of guys they're talking about replacing Devontae Adams. Is it Sammy Watkins? Is it an aging Randall Cobb? Is it Alan Lazard? You know, again, I think all of those guys are good complementary pieces. But when you lose, the alpha wide receiver, it's a lot harder for those guys to, you know, to dominate, to take over, to be that guy for Aaron Rodgers. So I think it just puts more pressure on Rodgers as a quarterback. He's got to be that much better with his decision-making, with his accuracy. Um, but, yeah, on paper, it looks like one of the – this does look like one of the worst wide receiver cores in the NFL unless, you know, one of these guys steps up and they're way – you know, Sammy Watkins turns back the clock to 2016 or Romeo Dubs really is the steal of the middle rounds and – um, unless that happens, it does look like the Packers took a big step back as far as their pass game goes and just puts all the, all the more pressure on Rodgers, you know, as he gets up there in age. As a Cowboys fan, I don't hate that, Steve. Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus. Talking NFL, QBs, receivers, the fantasy implications as we jump into the NFL season. Hall of Fame game is tonight. Jags and Raiders, your Las Vegas Raiders, getting the action underway tonight at Tom Benson. Hall of Fame Stadium. Uh, Steve, I like this kind of discussion of QBs taking that next step or, or who's who's ready to go forward, who's ready to take a step back. We've talked a lot about in the offseason, 
Kyler Murray, this new contract he got. I know they took the study clause out and yada, yada, whatever. I mean, you know, what happened happened. Who cares what they did afterwards, right? That's just PR. But are you sold on Kyler Murray being the long-term answer, not only just in Arizona, but kind of moving forward as a QB himself? Where do you stand on Kyler Murray this season? So I'm sold on Kyler being good enough and good enough being, you know, is he a top 10 caliber quarterback? I think so. I think so in today's NFL, he's there. I really think he's in Dak Prescott type of range as far as production and what he's capable of when you add in the uh, dynamic running ability that Kyler has, Uh, you know, different type. I I would probably trust Dak a little bit more as far as, you know, offseason study and uh, independent study say, but, I think Kyler's good enough from that respect. Can make the throws down the field, pretty accurate, running ability, all that stuff. You just have to be a little concerned with some of the the, the contract thing. You have to be a little concerned with how the playoff game ended and how there's a little bit of blame. You know, most most great quarterbacks just take the blame, right? Even if it's even if it's not their fault, they take the blame and they you know they deflect praise and take criticism and and it's it's usually this trend in the best quarterbacks and they're motivated to get better and all this fun stuff. And I think some of those things are fair to question with Kyler. So that would give me a little bit of pause, but as far as talent, not just talent, but the production level we've seen on the field and the progression we've seen on the field, Kyler has gotten better every year. So I think that is a good thing. Um, So yes, I'd be, I'm happy enough with him on the field from a production standpoint that he's a top 10 caliber guy that can carry my team. But of course, there are some current some concerns with the the off field stuff based off everything we've we've learned this off season. Yeah, he was a fantasy, you know, amalgam. He just was incredible. Everything, no matter how they played on the field, he was amazing in fantasy. So I know there's always that juxtaposition of what you can do for me in real life versus what you do for me in fantasy. But he's at least fun to watch, if nothing else. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Yingling Lager guest line. I got time for at least one more, Steve. Let me ask you this who's the quarterback that we weren't maybe high on or that is kind of in that make or break season or is coming out of nowhere, a rookie slash, you know, second year guy. Who's the quarterback that we're going to look at in week 10, week 12, week 15 and go, wow, this guy's playing, you know, amazing out of his mind. He's, he's had a great year. Oh, can I put Jameis Winston out there? Are you serious? Or are you just I messing mean, with my audience? Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me, no, Steve. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, for the last, for the last six years, I've been calling for a Jameis Winston breakout season. So why not this year? Why not do it again? You know, I, I think last year was interesting because early in the year, you saw the good and the bad from Jameis. It ended up good statistically, but he threw an interception while falling to the ground. He threw a touchdown while falling to the ground, almost like on his back, you know, within five weeks. It was awesome. You just never know what you're going to get from Jameis. But second year, third year, really, in the system in New Orleans, pretty good receivers and the overhaul there michael thomas coming back we could see be looking at Jameis winston saying hey he's doing a lot better than we expected and the saints are right there with the box in the nfc south i i wouldn't be surprised if this is the year Jameis really puts it together statistically wow steve palazzolo Jameis winston leads the saints to the super bowl you heard it here first in the, in the there preseason it there it is no i look i'm with you because it's the age-old adage, if you give yourself a chance, well, then you always have a chance, right? Jameis gives you at least a puncher's chance with the way he throws the football. Maybe Dennis Allen can keep the magic alive down on the bayou for the New Orleans Saints. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, 
senior analysts. Check out their work, pff.com. Fantasy gurus, they will take care of you this fantasy football season. You need to go get a subscription, pff.com. Steve, we appreciate it. We will uh, see you next week, brother. All righty. Thanks, Blake. Steve Palazzolo on the Yingling Lager guest line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Live in the Bank Plus studio, the Out of Bounds Show is powered by cocktails in a can. That's right. Crown Royal and soda. You've got the Crown Apple. you got the Jameson Ginger and Lime. Go check out cocktails in a can. You can find them at Corner Market or at Fleetway Market. That's right. Fleetway Fuel up at Fleetway this football season. Go check out the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. Market Cafe at Fleetway Market in Gluckstadt. Of course, you get cocktails in a can at Corner Market Groceries near you as well. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Hour 3 coming up next. We're going to hear from Tom Luganbill at 9.30. We may have another guest to drop at 9.15. We'll see what we can do. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Hour number 3 coming up next.